No, it definitely is not fair. And put a pin in that because we are definitely coming back to it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast, where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. I'm Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I'm Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at foreverfanpod. Same handle, three socials. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. And as you can tell from our trailer on today's show, um, we're going to be trying to see just how mad things got in the movie Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mad world. No. No. It is a mad world. It is. Well, we're living in one, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, that aside... Um, as always, spoilers are ahead, so if you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness yet, you will get spoiled if you continue to listen past the banter. So, pause us, watch the film, and come back to listen to our discussion. I started the banter music on time that time. Yes, thank you. Very welcome. It's all good then. Well, you, you know... <laughs> Anyway, hope everyone enjoyed the unofficial start of summer. Yes, there's nothing like spending time with family over good food, conversation, and massive humidity in the Northeast. <laughs> well, that that is our summer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's, it's all It's not good. fun. You walk out the door and it's like, I can't breathe. It's all good. Who needs a shower when you can walk outside and get one? Well, that's why you have air conditioning. This but anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> You, you made me lose my train of thought. I am I was, so sorry. Because I was thinking about, you know, the, the other things that you do during summer, which is maybe catch, you know, a blockbuster movie or two. And so... Well, blockbuster closed, but you can go out to see a film in a theater. <laughs> Dad joke oh, day. Oh, no. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah, we did actually go to a theater. That was very To impressed. see Doctor Strange yeah. because we were we were highly anticipating it. Yeah, we really we really looked forward to it. And But then again, is it worth it? Hmm. Let's find out, shall we? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Go ahead and read the summary from IMDb. Okay. Well, we got a request to do it in a Yoda voice. Oh, that's, that's all you. But you're better at Yoda. How in the world do you think I'm better at Yoda? I don't know. You do the eyebrow thing. I think you're going to no. make me do it. Eyebrows are one thing. <sighs> Voices are all you, dear. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a sip of tea. Hold on. <sighs> No, that was wrong. Was wrong? <laughs> that was wrong. Okay. So the summary from IMDb, and I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm not really good at Yoda, but, uh, but I'm going to try. Hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> Dr. Stephen Strange cast a forbidden spell. He did. That opens the doorway to the multiverse. Hmm. <laughs> try he did not. Do he did. <laughs> it included alternate versions of himself. Whose threat to humanity is too great. Mm. <laughs> I need more tea. <laughs> Hold on, please. 
Her threat to humanity is too great. Hmm. For the combined forces are strange, wrong, and Wanda Maximoff. Scarlet Witch she is. Mm. <laughs> God, that was horrible. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. That it is requires insane. me like, I have to like pull my throat back and like. Yeah, see, that's mm, why I can't do. my chin, I must. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't do voices. You do. <laughs> I'm sorry I tried. I apologize in, you know, in advance. It's after the fact, but I apologize anyway. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the good then. Um, I thought the cast was excellent, um, specifically uh, Elizabeth Olsen uh, as the Scarlet Witch. Mm. I mean, we saw what she could do when she actually was given screen time, like in WandaVision, and to see that just continue here, mm-hmm. um, she's always brilliant in oh, this yeah. role. Yeah. I guess the counter to that, right, because it is a Doctor Strange movie, is Cumberbatch playing all of the different versions of himself in the different universes. I thought that was just incredibly amazing. That must be so much fun, you know, being able to play. Because first off, if you look at him mm. and then look at Doctor Strange in the cartoons, uh, mm. cartoons, the comics, it's like they literally ripped Doctor Strange out of the comics, as, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So he, I've, I've never seen the comics for Doctor Strange. You should just Google it because he really just looks like Doctor Strange. It's so cool. <laughs> um, but then he also brings that cockiness and that playfulness and that narcissistic a little like in the first film it's a little like he's more like well, I'm the doctor well because he he was narcissistic in the first because he's this brilliant surgeon who can fix anything yeah right and now as doctor strange it's i guess somewhat muted you know, he's a little bit more balanced i guess as the as the doctor strange superhero rather than the doctor strange surgeon yeah, I mean, he's also been through Infinity War and Endgame, so there's been a lot of time that's passed mm-hmm. between these. But it's just, it's a fascinating, I love how he t- takes on each character in that multiverse and brings a little bit different, like a, a nuanced difference to each, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like when um, he he inhabited the dead strange, that was just... <laughs> zombie strange, <laughs> zombie strange, zombie strange. No. Does whatever a zombie does. What? Wandering, limping, <laughs> eating brains... Isn't helping. Go. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> no. just, <laughs> so let's just let's just move on. Moving Jared. right along. Uh, the special effects, as always. Well, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, but did, you know, there's just something different. When Doctor Strange, the first one came out, the special effects just were so new. And I don't remember if uh, they had to create new things or technology or whatever for it. But it just mm. seems like Doctor Strange is a level above. I, you know, like it, it continued on where Endgame left off with that cool special effects and just did a little bit more. Well, every year that a new movie comes out, that's always going to be the case because technology just naturally becomes better. Even with the in the movie where they had you know, the 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 Illuminati, right? And they had Captain Marvel. I mean, even the way that she was flying around, it seemed to me a lot more vibrant. At least the 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 way the the way that scene was to me was just was just just that little bit better could be could also be the the choice of color palette behind as well that's possible so it could be just a different director's choice but i I do see what you're saying you know technology changes every day i mean the minute you buy a cell phone it's technically outdated Mm -hmm. so i'm assuming the same is at their level yeah but it just unlike other films we have seen and even tv series where you see it and you're like oh that's totally cgi this just feels even though you know it is it doesn't feel like it is right yeah which is Thank you. You know, 
<laughs> I mean, unless well, you're in you a know, campy 10 movie. 10 years from now, when we look back at this, we're like, oh, Yeah, look but at you that. know what? If you look back at even the first Iron Man, it mm. still looks really good. I mean, it's not like looking back and, and watching a film from the 80s with CGI. Like, you know, right. the, the Dune, when we watched the original Dune. Yeah. Where it looks really that fo- weird. That force field. Like, wait, that what force, is that? You know what's funny is that force field looked like guys from Minecraft. The big square block, like boxy things. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. like, hmm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, continuing on, since you mentioned the Illuminati, I, I loved the cameos in this. Oh, yes. Um, like, oh, gosh. See, if I don't write their names down, I see their faces. I'm really bad with names. Patrick Stewart. Well, no. I. Who are we talking about? I'm talking about um, Mr. Uh, Stretchy. <laughs> Mr. Stretchy. Emily Blunt's husband. Yes, him. <laughs> John Krasinski. Oh, thank you. See? <laughs> I was trying so- to give you a hint. I was hoping it would help. <laughs> no. I see his face. I see his bearded face. Okay. I know. I, that like narrows it down, right? He really, if they do, if they do do, if they do do, if they decide to go forward with a new Fantastic Four, I really hope he is cast. Mm. Um, well, I think that might have hinted at that because... I mean, yes, characters can shift, just mm-hmm. like you know, Captain Marvel is different in in the Illuminati world mm-hmm. wherever he was. But you know, Doctor Strange is the same Doctor Strange in every universe, which is kind of interesting if well, you think I about think, it. I think I believe Monica Rambeau takes over Captain Marvel anywhere in the comics. But again, I don't know what the movie The Marvels is going to cover if they're going to deviate or stay. Mm. So we'll have to wait and see. And that's next year, I believe. I don't know. You're the one looking at the... Yeah, releases. I believe it's next year. Otherwise, it would be on our, our schedule. Okay. But beyond that, um, you and I have actually met Bruce Campbell. Yes. And it was really interesting to see him in this. I did not expect to see him. Oh, you had to. It's Sam Raimi. I understand that. But I did not... I was just not thinking. And when I finally saw him on screen, I'm like, oh, no, uh, see, that's so cool. I, I remember him on Xena. And obviously the Evil Dead series. Mm. And I've always been a fan of the Evil Dead series. And I loved him on Xena. Um, and I just, I knew it was coming because Sam Raimi and they go back and forth. I was hoping to see actually a cameo from Ted Raimi as well. But that wasn't oh, in there. Okay. At least well. not that I noticed. If I missed something, please let us know. You have our socials at Forever Fan Pod. Mm. Yes, but that's seeing Bruce Campbell just brought back a lot of those memories yeah. too. And he's it, yeah, great. he still has that physical comedy thing. Oh, you know? He was, <laughs> God, he's just so funny. He's, he's amazing in person. Yes, he really is. He is. And then, you know, towards the, the after credit scene, right. Mm-hmm. It was just, it's oh, over. It's over. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay, cool. I kind of thought that was hysterical. It's like, it's over. It's like, leave, <laughs> let them clean the theater. There's somebody coming in after you. <laughs> uh, yes. So, any other cool Charlize cameo? Theron oh, in yeah. the other after credit scene being added to the How MCU as somebody who also opens portals. So that's going to be an interesting new take on the MCU. Which I think was, well, for me, it was a little bit baffling. So, you know, she now can open portals, but then all this time during the movie, America was the, the one that they were chasing because she was the one who could, or oh, the only one who yeah, could. You know, I have, to, I have to say, she was an interesting story. And there was some, and I think this kind of would go into a weird bad, but it was kind of underdeveloped. So where I thought she was the only one as well. Yeah, I, that was the whole premise by why she was being chased all across well, these maybe, different multiverses. Maybe they felt that she was the quote unquote weaker one because she couldn't control it and because she was a kid. I mean, would you really want to fight Charlize Theron? No. I mean, I've seen her in Eon Flux. I don't want to fight her. 
I've seen her in Mad Max. I've seen her in, in no, just no. <laughs> well, I I've seen her in Old Garden. She's yeah. bad there. Really, oh. really, oh, really. I'm gonna have to like bleep you out now. <laughs> Adding more work for me. Sorry. Is there anything else that you liked? Um. Well. I mean, we were talking about this, that the film overall seemed to be darker. And I don't know if that's because it's Sam Raimi, who's like, you know, more into the um, you know, scary movie horror type thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he directed the, the very first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. And that to me wasn't really dark. And I thought that was actually a good film. So, you know, this, this was like a, sh- a lot of shades darker to me. Okay, well, first off, Sam Raimi does amazing, like, campy horror. Mm. Um, anybody who has seen, again, The Evil Dead, and if you have a chance to see Evil Dead the musical or stream it online somewhere, it is definitely a must. We oh, went to so see funny. it, and it was it's just so much fun. I liked the darker tone, because what the MCU faces every day, really, I understand the PG-13, but let's be honest, sometimes it is much darker there are much darker themes there's a reason deadpool exists mm-hmm. you know so i enjoyed the darker horror type theme i also love psychological dark horror type things mm-hmm. that's just who i am yeah so i loved the tone i think it's a welcome change i'd like to see what more they do with it mm-hmm. how far they go um but i'm gonna put a pin in that if it's okay yeah because I think we're going to be discussing that. Yes, we will be. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's jump into themes. Then I, we we had we had touched upon that you know the the essence of the person is the same in different. Well, we we touched on in the sense of it was fun for him to play varying characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing that you and I both picked up on right away is that every Doctor Strange, through whatever multiverse he jumps to, um, or whatever universe, whatever the phrasing is they all seem to have that same thread of continuity throughout that. They're all basically this pompous, arrogant, Mm -hmm. you know, varying stages of arrogance, but they're all that amazing narcissistic surgeon throughout. And it just goes to show that no matter where you are and who you are, there is a small thread that makes you who you are. Exactly. And the, the thing that I like through the different multiverses is that you were meant to be with the person you're with. Right. There was always, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the character now. His, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Character. Yeah, I don't remember the character's name. Um, Christine. Yes, I think. Christine. Okay. I think it's Christine. Ay ay ay. I want to look it up, but I won't. I'm so sorry. I should have wrote. <laughs> see, I should have written this down. Yes, I need to write down the character names because I. I believe forget. it's Christine. So anyway, you know, he's always in this relationship in some form with Christine and. I like to think that, you know, in whatever universe we're going to be in, like you and I are going to be together. So it's, it's that, to me, it's that romantic tie-in. See, I think that's very true, though, because if you think about it, you're meant to be with who you're meant to be with. And, and it is Christine, Dr. Christine Look Palmer. at that! I did look it up. Um, but I agree with that, because I've always felt like when you have a connection with somebody, their soul follows you. Like, I don't know if you believe in past lives or multiverse mm. or anything, but, you know, there's, you just meet somebody and you're like, I, I feel like I've known you forever. Mm-hmm. There's a connection there that just doesn't get lost. So since science says energy cannot be created nor destroyed, eventually, you know, one can play with that and say, hey, our energy is going to always be wrapped around and find one another somehow. Mm-hmm. And I choose to believe that. Yeah. And that's why I, I like that theme of, 
that no matter where they are, time, space, whatever, it's, it's still them. But I don't, they didn't show one where they were happy together. No. Because he always messed it up. Yeah. Because he wouldn't admit how he truly felt. Again, that's that continuity throughout. Right. So anyway. So they intertwined. Um, no, not for me. So are we just going to go right into the bed? <laughs> you want to get into the bed, don't you? Well, I'm it's really quick jumping into the bed too, but. Yeah, I go mean, ahead. The, the film was very disjointed. It felt like it jumped around a lot with, and I've, I've seen this complaint in other comments, but I can't remember the verbiage they used to explain it. But it just, one minute on one place, next minute on the next, and it just didn't feel cohesive. Mm-hmm. The editing felt very rough, I guess, maybe. And maybe it's the function of the fact that they are jumping into different multiverses that I, contributed see, to that. That, but. when they jumped... It made sense. Like she would freak out and they would jump and then they would. And again, the special effects of them falling through the varying universes until they ended up somewhere was spectacular. Mm-hmm. So the actual physical jumps to me made sense. Mm. But I guess maybe it was how they would go from one scene to another scene and like cut back and forth with times and across the multiverse, maybe. It just didn't flow as well as I had hoped. Yeah, especially when they were, you know, cutting back to. Um the Scarlet Witch and she's in the current timeline. It mm-hmm. just, it, it did take me a little bit to figure out, okay, where are we now? What are we doing? Mm. So I, I understand that. Should we go into the plot holes? Uh, that you can drive like a big truck through? This is hard for me. Mm. I just want to make this very clear. It's very hard for me because I really, we both really enjoyed the first Doctor Strange installment. Mm-hmm. And in Endgame, he says that there was only one way to win and, and in the multiverse, they had so many other ways to win. So how can he not see that? I don't understand. Like they, un- unless he could only see what was in his universe, right? Because but that's I not guess, made clear. So it's like yeah. you're throwing these words out. So you're starting to change things that, again, Endgame is like the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to go into the next phase of film. So you're trying to build up the side of the mountain again. But you can't do that by changing your pinnacle. Right. Because otherwise you're going to undermine everything of the previous films. And it's just, they started throwing around dialogue that I kept listening to going, wait a minute, but in Endgame, he said this. Right. The con- the Even in Spider-Man, No Way Home, he said X, Y, and Z. And then they, they was like, wait a minute. So you can just pick threads out and change a spell any way you want and do whatever the hell you want. But then you say nobody else can? Yeah. that's That threw me off as well. Because it's just... it. Like you said, it just didn't make sense. The the continuity, right? We were we were talking about the essence of the person is the same, but mm-hmm. then the story didn't follow that same essence. So it's mm-hmm. it's it it is just very confusing at one point. I kind of wonder if there was a director's cut that we could watch. <laughs> I, Maybe is this like the Snyder cut where we've got to figure this out? I was actually you know starting to wonder is is Phase Four like. Marvel has done such a great job up to this point that are they now hitting that wall of, okay, it's not going to be as great as the others? Well, I mean, again, you, after Endgame, where can you go? Yeah, because Endgame was just so phenomenal. But then you follow it up. I think also COVID might have thrown things in. So giving them the benefit of the doubt when COVID and everything hit, you know, WandaVision wasn't supposed to be the first series. I believe it was no, Falcon and the Winter Social. No, but WandaVision was Hold on. brilliant. 
but that wasn't supposed to be first. Then you had Black Widow, was, which, again, you and I agree Black Widow should have come out in phase three or two. Mm-hmm. It was way too delayed. Yeah. Which made it not really, and well, you know, if you've listened to our episode on Black Widow, you understand why we were disappointed in it. Yeah. It just feels like they're trying to recreate things that have already been done instead of just letting the story speak for itself, which is what they used to do. Right. I, I mean, that's that's why I had such high hopes after, you know, seeing WandaVision because it was just so brilliant. Yeah. And and now it's like, okay, was was that your high bar and everything else? Did just they not, not watch the show? I, From what I've read, they watched, they they knew of it and they spoke to the creators, but it's as if they never watched the series. Yes. And we were, we were actually discussing this after the movie because immediately after what they just absolutely destroyed. Well, let's put a, let's put a pin in it. Okay. So the the other big plot hole that I found that, and a lot of people are arguing with me or they, I shouldn't say they argue. A lot of people brought up counterpoints that, um, it has been brought up why, this couldn't happen, mm-hmm. but you're telling me in an infinite number of universes, Wanda couldn't find a universe where she died that she can replace that Wanda and have her kids. If that is so important, why does she pick? The, why does she focus on this one specific timeline? Mm-hmm. Why can't she find one where she's sick and dying, and all of a sudden the, that character dies and she just slips in, and all of a sudden had a massive recovery? Why? There's no reason for it, and then this entire film doesn't happen. I mean, I. I think they had mentioned that, but I, it, it was a throwaway line. There was there was something about that particular universe why she kept going back to it. But again, it was it's something that doesn't stick in my brain because it's just like, wait, what? Yeah, and I know that the dark hold is supposed to be the thing that corrupts everybody. But also, let's discuss the dark hold that conveniently shows up. You know, in it does show up in Wandavision. Yes, you do see the Scarlet Witch reading it. Yes, we get that at the end of of Wandavision. However, all of a sudden, it corrupts everybody, and you shouldn't be using it, but Doctor Strange uses it, and it's okay, but Wanda uses it, and it's not okay, and then she destroys all of them, but Doctor Strange is now changed and has his third eye. Yeah, and hence that, you know, the the trailer where we spoke, you know, she she breaks the rules, and it's she's the enemy. Yeah, so we're going to get to that in a second, because we do have a lot of points on that, a, a lot. <laughs> Like a page and a half. But real quick, how the hell did this film get a PG-13 rating? I don't know, because just that Illuminati scene the where... The slaughter of the Illuminati. very, very graphic. I mean, I'm... Again, Even in Endgame, I don't remember it being that graphic. I've, well, it's, it's darker. It is horror-y and darker. But when you see blood dripping off Captain Carter's shield... Yeah. How did this not get an R... I mean, this is the creme de la creme of violence and blood on shield. This is not a normal, this is basically Deadpool, but for violence. I started to say, because Deadpool is definitely an R. With all the language. But even even all of the the action sequences that they have, it's it's pretty violent. But yet it didn't feel as bad as some of the ones in Doctor Strange. Correct, yes. That, that was the point that I was making. And that Ryan Reynolds was actually ke- uh, fighting to keep uh, Deadpool as a rated R. I, yeah, I remember parents were asking him to please put an edit out, and they're like, "No, we we can't do that. You can't yeah, change you, it. You're you're just going to compromise the character." Yeah. Then that's Deadpool is supposed to be R, and and I don't mind it being an R. I don't oh. mind Doctor Strange being an R. I think had it been an R, maybe you wouldn't have so many angry parents who have left comments mm. um, because this was darker. This, I mean, Zombie Strange alone yeah. is enough to freak you out. 
that doesn't mean yeah. that, I mean, that maybe is PG-13 more, I guess. I don't know. But that Illuminati slaughter sequence, and I'm calling it the slaughter sequence because, man, it was brutal. It was well done. But I, you, I looked at you and I went, this is PG-13? Yeah. I mean, unless the ratings have changed and I missed it. Well, you know, you have a lesbian kiss and that's like an X. Well, well, the lesbian kiss had to, I think they refused to take it out. No. So it's not airing. The, the, um, oh, the, the scene with the, with, with the, the two, two moms. mothers. Yeah. I, they, they did not want to take that out. No, no. And I, and, you know what? Kudos. Thank you. Here's a massive, we should have put that in the good. They refused to take the scene out of America, um, of her two moms. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, bury your gaze. <laughs> America sent them somewhere. <laughs> um, you're going to have to forgive us because we are about to go really in depth into the Wanda storyline because basically. Oh, is this where we remove the pin? This is where we're removing all the pins. <laughs> okay. Um, I understand. And, and there's going to be a lot of links in our show notes that have articles about what we're, we're about to delve into. And again, I'm going to apologize in advance because it's, it's a lot, but there's a reason this literally was Dr. Strange and the multiverse of misogyny. I mean, I've seen that as a, a title for um, oh, an article. The, okay. And the reason I say that is because the story was extremely weak and it basically depicted a woman. I, I understand. I know when you lose somebody or when something is ripped away from you, that pain and suffering is not linear. We do not deny that. Healing is never a linear thing. There are ups, there are downs, swivels and zigs and zags. I get it. But to literally take Wanda and limit her to the desire to have her children is limiting everything. Not every woman is like that. And it basically just belittles all women all over mm-hmm. because we're not powerful unless we have our kids. That we can't be trusted to be powerful because we're going to go crazy because we want kids. Or that we're just one dimensional and that's the only thing that we ever want. So yes, it, it, it totally, like I was saying a few moments ago, that it totally obliterated the Wanda that we came to know and love in WandaVision, right? At the end of that series, she accepted the fact that she took all of these people hostage. Mm-hmm. She didn't kill them. She, she kept, apologized. She apologized to them. You know, she realized that, no, that was wrong. She realized that she what she did was wrong and she was stuck in her grief and needed help. Yeah. And by the time that she actually, you know, she, yes, she needed, she needed help to understand that. And when she finally left, you're right. Grief and and healing are not linear, but this just it it almost like okay she she went back 180 degrees. It's it's basically as if WandaVision never happened, and that's just that's why I asked did they actually watch the series? Because yes, and again, a lot of people have hit me with, but she's reading the Darkhold at the end, and the Darkhold is a a device that can corrupt you. Okay, but did it have to be womb crazy? Mm. Did it have to be something that went from such a three-dimensional rich character to such a two-dimensional cardboard cutout of what she was supposed to be? I know. It was just um, so disappointing. I mean, and then you have, conversely, you have Doctor Strange, who admits his love for Christine in every single timeline. You know, he doesn't kill America, even though in one timeline he thinks he should. He doesn't kill her. He saves her. He's the hero. Everything is great. And she's the villain. Why? Why is it 
that he can make the choice and say, I'm going to obliterate 5 million people right now in Endgame because of that one slim chance that we can win. I'm going to change an entire spell and make everybody forget Spider-Man because I can. And he's not a villain for manipulating people's minds and wiping out 5 million people. But she's a villain for wanting children and having too much power. Think about that. Yeah, I think I saw um, an article that said, you know, they they needed to have a woman actually go through the script of Doctor Strange because maybe that's how you could keep the the continuity going from a woman's perspective. You know what? They needed to have the writers of WandaVision look through it (sighs) or something. I mean, I did read in the in the article that I have in the show notes that this was based on the comics Avengers Dissembled in 2000 Disassembled. in 2004, followed by the House of M in 2005. Even then, even when those comics came out, it was discussed that it was a horrible take on women in power. It was a complete misstep by the filmmakers when you have a storyline that has already been written up in the early 2000s as being misogynistic to Mm -hmm. then make it a feature film following the same line. Following the same line. After developing a woman realizing she could be the most powerful creator on earth, she could go dark. I don't say she can't. It's the way they made her go dark. Right. And the the thing that keeps coming back to me is, you know, your 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 adamant um assertion that if you can't do a powerful female character well, just don't, just don't do it. Yeah. Right? Um because at the end of WandaVision, I was like, oh, I think I have a new favorite character, mm-hmm. female character, in The Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Yes, she can be dark, but... She's flawed. She's human. Yes, absolutely. And women can handle power, mm-hmm. right? Um, just in... Segue a little bit. Um, when we covered Turning Red, mm-hmm. that whole female production-led company uh, pr- uh, production did very well. They were um, under, I think they were under budget. And they were ahead of schedule. They were ahead of schedule. Like it worked very well. And there's, there's so many different studies of how women in, in um, leadership positions actually make the company a lot better. So, you know, it's, it's the diversity of, of leadership that, that makes things work. Why is it that it, in movies, especially, it seems like, it's only the male character who can get things done. Well, even when we did Captain Marvel, people have lambasted Captain Marvel online. Oh, they hate it. And I think it's a great film. Oh, Why? I, I because do. you know what? She shuts them down. Yes. She does well. She handles the power. She handles power. She screws up. Mm-hmm. She's human. Why is it okay for Iron Man to make mistakes and be stupid and be silly and be campy and still be a hero? Why is it that Doctor Strange can remove the memories of people willingly to save Peter Parker? He can wipe out five million people or however many million people it was to serve the good of Peter Parker and his friends. But Wanda holds a town out of her own grief. And oh, my God, she can't do it because she's out of fear and emotion and she's villainized for it. And he gets a statue. Yeah, it's just it's it's maddening, especially in in, you know, this I'm sorry I keep bringing it up to current events but you know it it seems like all of our rights and basic, you know what it is important to bring it up now. Yeah, because our basic human rights are being when you have in the United States women's rights being 
controlled by men right now being told of what we can and cannot do with our own damn bodies is the possibility with marriage, our marriage specifically, possibly the next on the chopping block because Republicans have come forward and said that you have the audacity to bring a film forward like this where the most powerful woman in the world who could have taken out Thanos. Who did? She, yeah, she could, well, she could have obliterated Thanos. Between her and Captain Marvel, nobody basically on the planet stands a chance and they would protect Earth forever and you have to knock her down to, oh my God, I need my babies. Give me a break. I do not have children. I understand that when you have a child, that longing and that love, everybody tells me how powerful that bond is. I know how powerful the bond is between my mother and I. I get it 100%. I understand but you know what? But we are multifaceted. Thank you. People. We are not just about what we bring into the world. We have brains. We have power. We, we have, skills. have skills. We are not just about what we pop out. Mm. It's getting absolutely mind-numbingly ridiculous that this is where we are. Yeah. So it just, it. I guess to bring it to a close a little bit, it's that this just felt like very lazy storytelling. And again... WandaVision developed and created a character and gave us empathy mm -hmm. for someone who was suffering, delved into grief in a way that I don't believe has been done before yeah. to help us understand why it's not linear. Mm -hmm. And then you give me this drivel. You basically, again, tell me that she's weak. And then, and I'm going to finish it, my points with this. You then give me Charlize Theron at the end. And I should be like jumping through the roof with excitement over this character. And instead, I'm seeing a talented actress join the MCU. And it felt like, okay, is she fodder for the front lines? Is yeah. she going to be the next who's, who's, villain, the next one who falls after Black Widow, after Scarlet Witch? Is she going to fall now too? to yeah. serve the purpose of a male character. I was going to say, is she the, whose storyline is she going to, whose storyline is she's going to, yeah, because they needed to get Dr. Strange from where he was to having his third eye and being slightly dark. And they basically obliterated Scarlet Witch to do it. They yeah. obliterated Black Widow to further Endgame story of her saving Hawkeye and then furthering his series on TV or on streaming rather. What yeah. else are they going to do? Who are they going to obliterate next? Which female characters on the chopping block? Are we going to keep going down the DC path? I hope not, because then, you know, it, it's like we we held Marvel to such a high standard. And it's now, um, it's, which it is, has which is stumbled why, a lot, which is why I, I mentioned earlier that I hope that this is not the beginning of the end where it's just downhill. In that case, uh, just, you know what? Their Disney Plus series have been pretty good. If you can't do it, just stop. Make series. Mm. because I don't know what happened here. I don't know what happened with Black Widow, but seriously, no. Yeah. I understand a lot of people I know, like they loved the Batman, they love this, but maybe it is my age. Maybe it is that I'm looking at life a little differently. Maybe it is the current politics going on. I don't know. But this, this whole movie rang so hollow and so cheap and so misogynistic that I just couldn't stand it. I mean, I I just did not, I could not believe what we were watching, yeah. right? It was, we were so excited to see this movie. And then by the end of it, I'm like, all right, can we watch something else to like bring us out of this this funk? Because this is this was just, ugh. We actually did come home and, and watch, I don't remember what we watched. We watched any, no, we watched Discovery. Uh, we came home and, yes. it, and we saw a late night show. 
And we deliberately came home and watched Star Trek Discovery just to get the bad taste out of our mouths. Yeah. Because then, you know, you have a f- strong female character who can actually handle. And she's, again, flawed, has power, and you know what? Makes mistakes, and nobody's trying to obliterate her. Yeah. Okay? So just anyway. saying. Um, okay, I think that's... I think that's enough of the bad. I think yeah. I think everybody gets the point that we were very dissatisfied with how <laughs> Scarlet Witch was handled. I should be getting that Scarlet Witch headband so I can wear that around town. Oh, there you go. Um, okay, so then uh, the cute... The only cute thing that we had here, which we kind of mentioned, mm-hmm. is that the you know the the America had two moms, and that Disney actually refused to take out that scene. And I thought it was just a heartwarming scene where you know you you see them nurturing America right mm-hmm. right before they got blown into or, the, well, she got scared by a bee, I believe it was, and and then yeah, got sucked into a different universe. Yeah, I just have to say, America is adorable. Yes. I am anxious to see what they do with her if they develop her character and don't use her to further someone else. Yeah, uh, well, well, we'll see. And again, it, it, kudos to Disney for keeping that scene in. So I guess that's that. That does it for our discussion of Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Do you want the drum roll or do you want something else? Uh, you can do the drum roll. That's okay. fine. Okay. So, drum roll, please. We rate Doctor Strange. In the multiple, well, you can't even say it. I can't. Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, two stars. Because it was really maddening. It was absolutely maddening. I mean, look, we've we've mentioned it over and over again. We love the MCU. We've repeatedly said this, but this film just lost its way. Out of all the stories available, they choose one that's criticized as sexless cliches and and misogynistic tones and. They keep a scene in that represents equality and then gives us a story that knocks us back decades. In the grand scheme of things, the whiplash is a bit too much and it's a signal of a deeper downturn for the MCU, which is concerning. Mm. So hopefully this is a speed bump and, you know, the storytelling of Doctor Strange will get better. Hopefully they keep the same cast. I don't want them to recast these characters. Mm. God, it was just such a letdown. Yes, it was. I'm just going to finish with that. Yeah, uh, and I absolutely agree. You know, it was very disturbing that with one film, they destroyed the very intricate and beautiful character development of Wanda Maximoff and Scarlet Witch. I just can't let that go. And it's one of those things that we were also talking about that um, in the second week decline in box office revenue was like 67% or something. And that should tell you something because normally when a film does really well, it will hold like... um, Everything Everywhere All at Once has managed to hold yeah, box it has, office. It has sea legs, right. And, you know, it, and um, we'll, we'll link to a, um, an article that I found about why that was, because it, it seems like it was through word of mouth and whether or not that was because of the, the PG-13 rating, but it was very violent, mm-hmm. or the story, which for us, you know, the story was just, blah. You know, we could say the story was bad, but if everything else was great, it, it yeah. still kind of balances, but because it felt like this had disjointed editing, a rating that didn't seem to match the content, the misogynistic storyline, it just seemed like there was strike after strike after strike. And right. I think word of mouth wise, people will just sit there and go, you know what, is it worth, go-? especially still in COVID times, is it worth going to a theater to see it where I'm most likely with all these people telling me it's really heavy, don't? Yeah. You so wait for you it on Disney Plus. Right. Um, all of that said, you know, this could have been more. And again, hopefully this isn't a harbinger of how future Marvel movies are headed because that would just absolutely break my heart. 
Well, the next one we're going to be seeing is Thor. uh, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Natalie Portman's like shoulder. Right? I want arms like that. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> that is going to be our show for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, was there anything we missed or that you, you know, you have a point or, or is there anything you said that you agree or disagree with? We would love to hear from you. Just leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast. And if you're listening to this on your smartphone, be sure to hit the little subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, stay safe, be kind. And remember, women are much more capable of handling many things, including immense power. While we may handle things differently, that doesn't mean that we are one-dimensional. We need more stories like WandaVision and less multiverse of madness. (laughs) 